Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thanks to Bombfell for supporting The Instance. Bombfell is an online personal styling service for men that helps find the right clothes for you. Get $25 off your first purchase at bombfell.com slash wow. That's B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com slash wow. And thanks to Doghouse Systems at doghousesystems.com. The best gaming rigs you can play WoW or any other game on. I love my Doghouse System and you'll love yours too. Get details and more at doghousesystems.com. everybody welcome back to the instance this is the instance episode 498 two away from 500 don't get too excited we may not do anything special i don't know we haven't thought about it i don't know i don't know what to do people at podcasts are weird we made a big deal out of 100 then 200 and then after that what do you do they're just numbers at this point maybe we should just pick another number and make that one special like 532 or oh something. i like that that's not bad Actually, Patrick's onto something here. I knew his. Let, let's not be discriminatory to, towards other numbers that are not, that just don't happen to be multiple multiples of one hundred. There's you, no reason. Why do you think that people? This is a little philosophical, but why do you think people do that? Why do we care about these numbers like one hundred, two hundred, three hundred, five hundred, and why do we not care about four hundred eighty-two? We like, our our brains are very good at pattern recognition. Mm. That's literally evolutionary why okay and uh there's you know we sometimes we have to fight some of our nature mm. and maybe the number 517 will be really glad that we did so <laughs> I, li- I like that it's challenging our, our uh, the natural thing for us to do challenge it a little bit and see if we can't push a little bit more out of ourselves uh, this has been the best ted talk i've ever watched thank you patrick for uh for being here. <laughs> you're welcome it's been really good um Another thing, uh, the <laughs> chat room was wondering earlier, if you're watching in video, uh, was wondering what I was wearing. Oh, let's talk about uh, that. Some, mm. some might think that this is a blanket because it's really cold in Finland. Obviously, we're towards the end of August, so the temperature has dropped like 20 degrees. Uh, but it's not. It's really not. What it is, is my uh, superhero costume. And uh, I've been watching a lot of Marvel movies, and uh, it, they have influenced me a little bit. You know, you got so, that. Uh, uh, you got that. Uh, uh, is it the Defenders that's coming on Netflix now? Do you guys? You guys will get yeah. that. Yeah, I haven't seen. Yeah, that yeah. Yet. I I can't, I can't wait to watch it, but uh, I can't for their stuff uh, intervening and and making my plans not work out. So I'm not going to be able to watch it for another few days. So don't spoil people yeah. who have watched it. Yeah. And uh, just like, you know, superheroes usually have a a secret identity and the way I have. So this is my superhero costume. And you all know I'm Patrick Beja. Yeah. Uh, So what I'm going to do is not reveal my superhero name (laughs) so that that remains a secret. I think that's the best way to do it. That's pretty good. I'm trying to think of what it would be. Um, I'm going to give you a name of. Don't make it French. (laughs) Don't don't go like. 
mime or ho 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 or just don't. All right, I won't. I was gonna. Did I did I cut you off? Yeah, no, no, no. I was totally gonna do something like that, and you you're right. I shouldn't do that. It's a stereotype. Why would I want to play in stereotypes? It's a bad idea. Uh, anyway, we're here. Uh, our plans originally for those at home uh, listening was to do something kind of weird today. We were going to do kind of a normal array of conversation and news and, and coverage here like we often do. But then we were going to donate a big chunk of time of the show to talking about the lore and story of Cadgar, the shit wizard. And uh, that I was very excited about that. Terpster was going to be here. It was all going to be pre- uh, prepared on who he calls Dadgar. Uh, because now he's sort and of, then yeah. he let us down as he inevitably <laughs> does to everyone. Yeah, he so, dropped. He you dro- know, he, I'm not surprised. Sure, I, I'm sure I, I can do a far better job than he could at uh, describing Kadgar's uh, life. So he was like, uh, he was in the Kirin Tor, apprentice to Medivh, mm-hmm. and then he was like, oh my god, like Medivh is totally inhabited by Sargeras, and so when he was defeated, he ran away to Outland. And then he got stuck in Outland, and uh, he sent Turalyon to another planet. And then we got to Outland, and we're like, oh, my God, Cadgar!" And he was like, no, 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 just wait a second. Just walk around Shatrath for, like, 15 minutes with my weird servant. Yeah. And don't say anything. Just do it. And then he went to Draenor again, and he was being annoying, and now he's in Legion. Right. And he was, right? didn't he have a, there was some point in there where he just aged a whole bunch or something? Wasn't that the deal? Well, kind of reverse. Uh, he used to be depicted as a really old wizard. Yeah. Like, you know, Cadgar's whiskers? Yeah. There's one, they're one of the uh, original plants in, uh, in Azeroth, oh, like right, for, right. Uh, for herbalism. <laughs> yeah. And that, because he's like, he had, beard and and whiskers and stuff like he was old and he reversed uh, uh he he got younger he didn't age he anti-aged maybe there's there's some dark magic uh, involved there yeah. but he's a lot less old than he used to be in the comics basically all right and the only other thing i'd say about him until terpster's here to really set the record straight he is generally speaking good guy a little a little bit of a shit wizard though he's a little sloppy a little goofy you know I don't know why he has that image. He does a lot of stuff. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, like Thrall didn't do much more. He was always like, heroes, come and do the thing that you should do and that I'm not going to do because whatever. And then he was like, you know, doing it's not like uh, Cadgar doesn't do anything. He teleports cities. He like he does a lot of stuff. But for some reason, people decided to. To, you know, to hark on poor Cadgar for no reason. It's it's he's he's done many important things, and I don't think he should be disparaged in that. Yeah, way. I That's like the I like that you said Cadgar. He's done all kinds of important things. He's moved cities, all kinds of important things, and that was it. <laughs> well, he's fought. You know, he's fought on on both wars. Uh, in Warcraft one and two, mm-hmm. uh, he's defied Medivh. He's led us on epic quests uh, throughout Pandaria and Draenor and and everything. I, I, I don't know. I think he's okay. Yeah, he's all right. I like him. I think he's cool. I I, I mostly joke. He when he when he put his head in the ball and followed me around a little bit in uh, Legion, that that made me question my loyalty a little bit because it just was so weird. <laughs> But uh, on the whole, yeah, he's he's a great guy. So what we'll do is we'll we we promise to to revisit Cadgar the shit wizard soon, uh, with Terpster in tow. Uh, but Terpster's on his way to Gamescom, and we're going to talk a bunch about that. We're going to talk about what our predictions are, a few other things. We're going to do that right now. 
All right, so real quick, we should get this out of the way because it's a weird, weird freaking thing. The Blizzard app, or what used to be called Battle.net, <laughs> is now Battle.net again. Uh, they've circled back around and decided, no, nope, I think we're going to hang on to that thing. And in fact, in an official statement, Blizzard said this. Uh, when we announced that we would be transitioning away from the Battle.net name for our online gaming service, we suspected that the shift would be challenging. We understood that Battle.net stood for something special. It represents years of shared history and enjoyment, community, and friendship for all of us and our players. Battle.net is the central nervous system for Blizzard games and the connective tissue that has brought Blizzard players together since 1996. Oh, those heady days. Uh, the technology was never going away, but after giving the branding change further consideration and also hearing your feedback, we're in agreement that the name should stay as well. Take it from the developer formerly known as Silicone and Synapse and Chaos Studios. <laughs> Names are important, too. Uh, moving, I love that they threw that in there. Uh, moving forward, to help offset some of the original concerns we listed back in September, we will be connecting Blizzard to Battle.net in our logo for the service and, in general, uh, we will refer to it in print as blizzardbattle.net. We appreciate your feedback and look forward to many more years of bringing players together online. Thanks, Blizzard Entertainment, formerly Silicone. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, I mean, we when we were talking about before, it kind of felt like it came out of nowhere. It felt like it was maybe tied to the Destiny 2 thing, um, you know, trying to normalize things well, and whatever, but now they're back. So what do you think about this? So, I mean, initially, the, the concern they're re re uh, referencing here is that people don't know what Battle.net is. And I think for a lot of people, people listening to this and many people in the gaming industry, everyone knows what Battle.net is. Maybe some newer players aren't sure what it is. It's not it's never really been a concern, but I can understand why they would want to consolidate, you know, uh, uh, the the naming conventions. I, I'm pretty sure the Blizzard app, which used to be the Battle.net app is going to remain the Blizzard app. Mm. I don't think they're reverting to Blizzard Battle.net app or anything like that. Mm. Um, so really, it's just a, a name that they decided to not use so prominently that they are going to be using again, but they're going to be linking it in most uh, official communications to Blizzard so that people know where it comes from. I mean... It's an easy thing to make fun of, and I think it's fair to make fun of it because they're sure. like, all right, Battle.net is going to go away. but And everyone was like, wait, why? Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, all right, well, it's not going to go away. Do you think and, internally they yeah, were just somebody – do you think somebody inside the company was just like, I'm sick of this thing. I don't want to look at it anymore. We need a new name. Like what was the impetus for it? That's the part that's interesting to me because uh, otherwise you're just moving along at your pace. You're making video games. You're killing it. You're doing great. You've got a thing called Battle.net. Who was so bored in a meeting that they went, uh, excuse me, Mr. Morheim, I'm pretty sick of this. We should change this. Like, I don't, that's the part I don't get. And we'll never know. Well, probably, but, yeah. so for example, um, do you know which uh, uh, website is the website to go to if you want to have information on Blizzard Games? Uh, Google, where I type Blizzard Games. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but if you go to blizzard.com, you get to the corporate site yeah. with lots of information about games as well, but it's really the corporate site. Yeah. The, the actual game sites are uh, together on battle.net. And from there you have a portal that takes you to every individual game, which, you know, has uh, uh, their own different websites, but I'm pretty sure they're all battle.net slash something. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe there was a plan to, 
to uniform uniformify all of this. Um, maybe there was I'm I'm checking with the battle.net thing uh, right now if it's still battle.net some slash something for every game or for almost every game. Well, let's see if I click um, on maybe there was I'm maybe there was Diablo. a plan to uniformify all of it and to get rid of battle.net because you don't in instinctively think about going to battle.net. So for example, for D3, it's battle.net slash D3. Again, people who know will have an easy time finding it. I think people who don't might not. Well, if they go Whatever. to blizzard.com or they go to worldwarcraft.com, uh, I don't know what happens if you go to diablo.com, but a lot of the stuff works and is owned by Blizzard and then just forwards to the us.battle.net or battle.net or whatever territory yeah, you're in. But if you go to blizzard.com, you have like a corporate site, you have a games uh, tab, which takes you to a another page where you have all the games listed and that then you have to click again and i mean i understand that having blizzard and battle.net compete for brand recognition kind of is a little bit consu uh, confusing for many consumers but it's not a huge deal yeah um, blizzard's big enough it'd be, it'd be like disney having something called you know mickey.net uh you're it, not yeah, you're, or even yeah. something yeah disney having like yeah some other brand. You're right. Yeah, and so, it, because people know them enough, like Blizzard's in that position in the gaming business anyway. They are the they're they're kind of the Disney of of of, of video games, and so I that's I guess kind of my my point is given that fact, maybe it was just short sighted of them not to see that it wasn't that big a deal. They should have just kept it because now it's just kind of now it's just kind of oh, well. Weird. I think I th I think it's a judgment call either way. And maybe they have plans to, you know, redo the blizzard.com website and make it more of a landing page mm -hmm. for consumers. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a judgment call either way. They're now stuck with two brands that have, uh, uh, you know, that are at the center of the web of lizard properties and that creates some level of confusion. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's difficult to say if they could, all of a sudden erase battle.net as a brand and just have the blizzard service um it it could be a little bit less confusing quote unquote confusing it's not like it's very confusing sure uh but it could be a little bit less confusing for people and at the same time they don't want to push battle.net as their main brand mm -hmm. right the company mm -hmm. is still blizzard it's not like steam where steam is a product on its own and it is, uh, you know, a, an entirely recognizable thing. Sure. Battle.net, if you try to describe, maybe now people know a little bit better, but if you try to describe to people what Battle.net is, uh, I think you would have kind of a hard time. And telling them, oh, you have to download the Battle.net app, people would go like, wait, why? What is, <laughs> you know, just download the Blizzard app, which it now is. Yeah. So, you know, that. That transition, I think, made sense. It did. Having the Blizzard app named the Blizzard app and not that weird Battle.net. Yeah, I totally agree. So it was agree. swept into the whole thing, and maybe they, yeah, they went to the We, we bit had too a theory, far. or I, I shouldn't say we, I shouldn't lump these guys into it, but I had a theory on the core show about this the other day that um, this had to do with the fact that if you go to battle. or no, battlenet.net or battlenet.com by accident, those are like malware filled nightmare scenario sites, like horrible, not owned by Blizzard, awful places that will give you viruses and throw up open a bunch of windows that you didn't expect. And it's they're awful places. So I wonder part of this just could be, well, you know, we'd really like people not to end up at battlenet.com where their worst nightmares come true. <laughs> 
So mm-hmm. so maybe that's part of it. Um, a, a quick confirmation here while you were talking. I was able to get to, if you go to Diablo.com, it takes you to the Diablo site. If you go to StarCraft.com, it goes to StarCraft. World of Warcraft totally works. Uh, Hearthstone, same deal. The only one that yeah, doesn't work. But all of those are on, are hosted on Battle.net. Yeah, they, they've, yeah, yeah they, they auto, they resolve to Battle.net. You're right. But they, but they right. own the domains, which is helpful because if somebody's just trying to go, they just yeah. go. However, Overwatch, not so much. Uh, Overwatch.com is some totally different place. Overwatch.net is some place that's for sale. Uh, it's kind of confusing. Uh, from that point of view, like you'd have to, oh yeah, Textronic Systems, uh, Advanced Information Solutions over at overwatch.net, uh, or com, rather. So enjoy that. Uh, I guess it's playoverwatch.com. And strangely, Overwatch doesn't resolve to battle.net.com slash overwatch. Oh. Or, I'm sorry, battle.net slash overwatch. It stays, it has the uh, the 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 little upper menu thing uh which allows you to access every game mm-hmm. but it's like world of warcraft in that regard yep. it doesn't resolve to that a lot yeah slash. so there's probably some i'll bet it's on like the total nerd like it level at blizzard like a bunch of guys in meetings <laughs> going damn it i'm so sick of not knowing which one we're using why why don't we uniform like i'll bet there's a bunch of that and there, that, there might that. be i think it's i think it's branding but yeah. Anyway, anyway not that big a deal. You know, it's interesting. It's but. it's ma- it's being made a much bigger deal of than it really is because it doesn't. It's it's ridiculous and funny, but it's a little bit of a whatever. Yeah. And I think they, as you mentioned, you know, they had that cheeky comment about silicon and, syn- and synapse, mm-hmm. um, which I, I it means I think they understand um, that 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 it's a bit ridiculous. Yeah, so. yeah, no question. Now, you have been avoiding, I understand, um, certainly story elements, but uh, parts of 7.3 uh, because you would like to experience it without any spoilery things, Yeah, um, which is great. I think that's awesome. Um, I do wonder, though, if you have seen, have you had a look at these new animations they're doing for all the spellcasters? Has that been a thing oh, you've yeah, avoided? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Those I see. All yeah. right. I just want to make this point that literally watching those new battle animations for various spellcasters has me in the mood to place spellcasters in a way that I didn't expect. <laughs> so I wonder sometimes if uh, when I go off of WoW for a while because I'm just tired or, you know, you know, I need more content or rating's not doing it for me or whatever it may be, um, I wonder sometimes if these are the things that will, and maybe they're smart to do this, and I'm not the only one that feels this way, but when you refresh things like that, you add new sound effects, change out old ones that have been there since vanilla, um, swap you know swap in these animations that just look really epic and 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 monstrous and rad. If that isn't what I'm looking for, because a game that's this old, um, you do kind of tire of the. There's like a pattern, especially spellcasters, like. Right, that's your rotation, and it's just over and over and over. I don't know what sound I was just making, but you know what I mean. Like, there's that pattern, there's a rhythm to it, yes, and you get tired of it. You hear it, and it almost makes you tired. You're just like, oh, okay, there's that again. I gotta go do that again. This changes it up in a way where I'm like, ooh, fresh and new and shiny. It makes me want to go crack open. Well, I can't tell the patch hits, obviously, but I want to go crack open those those caster alts of mine and play like crazy. Like that's that tempting. When I see those, just these videos of these casting animations. So I just, I think it's an interesting point. Like, 
if Blizzard did more of this kind of refreshing, not complete engine overhauls, not, you know, hey, we're jumping well, to they a, are. Well, they, I know they are, but 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 they seem to come slowly. Like I Yeah. How, how do it's I, not their main focus. Right. Uh, but they have, you know, I think this is in the, in the realm of um the the engines overhauls that we had what was it two like for the last expansion for for Draenor mm-hmm. um and we've had the first half of the uh combat animations at the launch of Legion that was for melee and i mean physical combat and cast uh spell casting is is uh, arriving now I think it's really awesome, and it did make me want to play like a warrior, and charging with a warrior felt incredibly nice uh, when they first came out. It definitely increases the enjoyment uh, as you're playing. I do think it's a little bit uh, temporary, though. It's superficial. Mm. You will you will enjoy it very much for the first you know couple of hours, and then it comes back to the most important part of the game, which is gameplay, like moment-to-moment gameplay. Right. Um, so I think it's it's important, it's necessary, and some of them are really awesome. I mean, some of them are okay, but the the um, especially the shaman ones are incredible. Like yeah. he summon when he summons the elements mm-hmm. from like from the ground, and and it's it looks really good. Yeah. Um, I don't think it means you. On, over the long run, you actually enjoy the game that much more, but it's important to keep doing. And the reason they're not, you know, focusing on this as their main priority is that the 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 enjoyment you get out of it is, as I said, superficial. So yeah. it's not the main thing. For me, it's like moving furniture around. Sometimes it's nice just to, you know, yeah, look and, and see and hear things that are different, and it makes you feel like they haven't forgotten about that stuff like the polishy things blizzard's so well known for i mean they already you know they're already they've already made a game that's lasted the test of time and nobody else no no other game that came out in 2004 has been able to maintain that like none of them like look at i was looking at everquest 2 the other day Woo! no offense guys but (laughs) just did not hold up and that was supposed to be you know the end all be all at the time in terms of graphical fidelity and everything and they and they went for realistic and it bit them in the butt in my opinion so their stylized approach has always worked, but I like it when that happens. And those skill, those spell animations have me unreasonably excited <laughs> for yeah, for seven point three. I think yeah. that's fair. Yeah, but also I admire your you uh, you know sticking with your guns and deciding not to see much to do with seven three because there's a whole lot of oh. spoilery business coming out. Yeah, uh, that sounds pretty awesome and amazing. Actually, maybe it's good Pet- or, uh, Terpster's not here because Cadgar's got a hand in all that. So maybe we saved you today by him not being here. Oh, well, I, I would have left if he started to get into what's beyond 7-2. I would have I would have disappeared. Yeah. Well, it's not the first time the Americans and the and the British have saved the French. So, um, you know. <laughs> I will not comment on that. Uh, all right, Gamescom. Let's talk about Gamescom. There's a lot happening across the board and lots of games. Oh, Germans. Yeah, Again. There has not been. Yeah, more Germans. There is not. And you been, seem to have learned from, from the Germans as well from that period, apparently. Oh, I, I, I totally have. I have I, All the lessons of that era have, have been in, uh, instilled in me for many, many years. In, in, your, in your country's history. Yeah, all right, yeah. Let, let's, let's talk about that. Yeah, me as an individual, I've really done well. Anyway. 
uh, Gamescom. So that's coming. And a lot of the news cycles for the games have been pretty quiet. And I think because of that, I think Gamescom is uh, sort of going to have a you know full full array of things to talk about with every game. So let's talk about a few of these things and um, see what's going on. We know, or at least we think we know, although they haven't said it on the official site, but somewhere, somewhere like in a tweet or somewhere, there's a... Confer- oh, in the program. Oh, is it in the program? Okay, because yeah, in the, they, they the website, they don't say it, but I guess the program does. Uh, it is confirmed we're going to get a new Overwatch short, but we don't know what that short is. Uh, maybe you do. Do you know what the short is, or what do you want it to be? Um, so there's lots of speculation. Uh, there were there was some da- data mining done on the PTR, which revealed a, a voice line recorded about uh, Junktown, which is where Junkrat and Roadhog come from. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are speculating that this is going to be uh, related to the short, and that there's going to be another new map, which is going to be you know Junktown. Um, that's very possible. I, I would like to get. Uh, Junkrat and Roadhog in a in a short <laughs> would be that would be nice. It's obviously not the only possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be something about uh, Doomfist. Mm-hmm. Although uh, we did get the animated short, like the cartoon animated short for Doomfist, and I don't think they would do like two separate things about the same character: one animated, one um, uh, computer graphics. Yeah. So especially right after know, but, one after the other like that would be weird in my opinion. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it would be. And uh so what they're what they're saying is that it's a, a reveal stream and they're being a little bit a tiny bit coy uh saying it's going to be a reveal stream that is going to uh have a a, a new short for Overwatcher uh, for Overwatch mm-hmm. not my podcast overwatch although that that would be cool Uh, i would love to see a uh an an animated short about overwatchers yeah um but yeah so there's there's going to be an animated short about overwatch uh and maybe something more and they're not i don't know if they're saying you know something more to mean there's going to be the um the the developers that are going to be on stage and talking about what it you know what they did for that uh, for that thing if it's going to be just after that animated short they're going to be talking about this the the map mm-hmm. in game that is uh, uh that the animated short takes place in mm-hmm. or if there's going to be actually something even more different like maybe that doesn't even have anything to do with uh overwatch sure um do you have it do you have but, any you don't think we're getting a new uh there's no new character announcement of this thing probably not right? i don't think so i mean um we already got doomfist pretty recently uh and we got a new game mode on the ptr that uh that deathmatch mode we have deathmatch and team deathmatch which are pretty big deals mm-hmm. so there's it's possible that the new um the new short if it involves junktown means that junktown is going to be one of those deathmatch uh, maps uh, so there's already a lot happening in overwatch i don't think we're going to get a new character if we do it would be really awesome mm. um and and they they even would have enough juice i think to start talking about the new character now and have uh, another one to start talking about at BlizzCon. I mean, it's possible. I wouldn't be holding my breath though. Yeah, maybe they'll uh, they'll introduce Doom Foot. 
<laughs> I'm excited about Doomfoot and his abilities. Um, maybe, maybe there are all sorts of Doom-related appendages. They could form like a family of superheroes, a super group. Exactly. Now, I've been, I, I've been of the opinion that Junkrat and Roadhog need their own stage, and I'm excited to hear that that's possible, what we'll see. That would be really, really great. Both from the Ooh, short... and you know that if if that happens, yeah. there are there are going to be like fifteen million references to Fury Road. Oh, there has that. to be. I mean, you know, you are yeah. I was you're getting to the crux of my problem. I'm obsessed with post apocalyptic <laughs> stuff. In fact, I was up till two thirty in the morning last night playing the Mad Max video game because it's way better than people remember. It was one of my favorite games in 2015. About one of the best movies in the last ten years. Anyway, so watch for that. That's all happening. Uh, how's Overwatch Deathmatch, by the way? That's in the game now, so or it's in the PTR anyway. Uh, how is yeah. that? Is that fun? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's surprisingly fun. We were talking about it on uh, on Overwatchers, um, which I mentioned earlier, and what I was saying was it's surprisingly balanced. You know, it's one v one v many. It's free for all deathmatch, and uh, for from the experience I've had with it. It, it's not frustrating almost no matter which character you play. Obviously, there are some that are better than others. Like, if you play Mercy, you're probably going to be toast. You can try and shoot people and your life regenerates, but she's not the best one for, for a deathmatch uh, setting. Mm. But many others, since you do have some um, health packs on the map, it's a new map, by the way. It's uh, Chateau Guillard, which is Widowmaker's... Uh, castle yeah. before she was turned into a uh, widowmaker mm -hmm. I, I guess it's still hers um and <laughs> okay what's very, the story very... did we ever have any story about why her skin is blue what's the deal with that yes uh it's because she was basically uh captured by talon mm -hmm. and experimented in to make her uh breathe a lot slower than normal humans which meant her skin got we get into comic book territory. Her skin uh, got less oxygen, which means it turned blue. Oh, really? Uh, that's the official explanation. <laughs> I was hoping it was some kind of chemical reaction or some kind of, you know, she, she got dipped in super, super aim fluid. Super aim glue? Yeah, yeah no, and it turned not. her blue. Well, okay. almost, because her breathing being so low, uh, so slow, means that she can aim better. Oh. You know, she doesn't oh. have the breathing... Yeah, I hadn't even. Okay, all right, you got me there. That's yeah, they right. they just they didn't just make her breathe slower just <laughs> for to make her life miserable. It's a, they're not you know they're talent. They're not like mean. Yeah. They, they have goals. They have uh, things they want to achieve. So in her teeny so, weeny bikini yeah. uh, skin that she's got for the summer games, why can't she just breathe normal yeah. while she's on the beach? She doesn't need to be holding her breath there. I want you know. I, I guess what I'm saying is it can't be healthy. Well, I don't think she can turn it on and off. Um, <laughs> or maybe she just likes being blue, you know? Uh, maybe she enjoys the shade uh, of her, the color of her skin. Yeah, it's like so, that old song, oh. I'm blue, I shoot at the guy, do, 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 like that. Right? <laughs> um, but the, I think you should try the deathmatch thing on that map because mm. it is incredibly quake-y. I love, uh, I love quake. super small corridors. You have a jump pad. It's it's feels like a quake map do you uh do you i think this has any i mean it's easy to get conspiratorial but the quake um quake champions uh early access thing drops this coming week is it possible they're just trying to kind of get ahead of that and say hey we kind of got a quake like experience <laughs> here too for those who just think it's uh team fortress we got this other thing going on i don't 
I don't think so. Um, the thing is, the the core of the game is still very much Overwatch. Uh, it feels a little bit faster because you're responding faster. You're you know going, you you go like boom boom boom. You die, you respawn, you die. Well, or you know you kill people, you kill people, then you die. Yeah. Uh, hope if you don't play too badly. <laughs> um, but Quake, if you've played Quake Champions, like that game is fast yeah. if you play overwatch and then you play quake you move your mouse like half an inch and you do three uh 360 three times yeah. um in the same movement so the feeling of the game is is very very different it's just that the map feels very much inspired because of the nature of the gameplay when you're free for all mm-hmm. um that's what works for these types of uh gameplays but when you've played Overwatch with the team objective based gameplay for a long time, it's different. Is it? Uh, but it, it works. Is the game? Is it a um, team based thing, or is it purely just free for all? Can you do? Can you there, team up? Team team. There's both. Okay. Um, all right. That's yeah. Cool. There's both. the the map The map rotation is slightly different. Currently on the PTR, you can only play uh, Chateau Guillard on a free for all. Uh, it's the only one available for free for all, but there is um, there there's a different map selection if you go uh, team, and it's four v four on teams. Okay. So I want to play this. Yeah. I'm ready to try this out. I didn't. I haven't yeah, done it on fun. the PTR. It's fun. It's it's probably the the most fun new type of game uh, that they've introduced since the the game was launched. Uh, we'll have to wait. You know, if it's uh, if it's as fun after a few weeks, but um, I yeah. think it works as a quick. Let's do something quick and and uh, that doesn't uh, uh, stress you out too much. Mm-hmm. It's probably a, a good game type. And we get it on Tuesday, maybe, like on the public um, realms. Or, no, I don't really. know. I mean, it's just arrived on the PTR, and there are a number of other things on the PTR. There are uh, buffs for Junkrat and Roadhog. There's a, a couple of other things. Um, a buff for Orisa, significant buff for Orisa. Mm. Uh, so maybe they're going to be testing it a little bit longer, but I'm not sure. It's not. I don't think the deathmatch thing is going to be arriving. I think it's going to be arriving uh, when the um, uh, summer games end. So probably around the 28th, rather than or the week after that, sure. um, rather than next week. Uh, real quick, someone in the chat, just a quick throwback to a uh, uh, comment about <laughs> where is it? Oh, okay. So they're talking about why she's blue, uh, Widowmaker. Sidian says, I think they wanted to go with a highly sexualized character and figured out a way to make her less human so they could be a little more racy. Interesting point. Because, you know, Blizzard's, <laughs> Blizzard's made a lot of strides to try to promote diversity in this game and promote, um, you know, uh, it's not all just big uh, hulking dudes with guns. It's a bunch of really powerful rad ladies in this game and and mm. they can they can make her a little more i mean if she wasn't blue she'd be this stereotype of like racy french uh overly sexy lady and making her yeah. blue kind of changed I, that a little bit i think it's actually maybe maybe onto something maybe different words but yeah you know. it's possible yeah i mean when i first when i first uh, read the comment i thought well she's still pretty sexy you know she's definitely sexualized uh, but then if I try to imagine her not blue, then it becomes a little bit more, uh, uh, yeah, a little bit more. Try to so imagine maybe he's not, onto something. It's possible. I love that you're trying to imagine her not blue. Uh, anyway, that's pretty funny. All right. Going to take a second to talk about our good buddies over at bombfell.com, B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L. 
wearing a shirt right now from bombfell.com. They're an online personal styling service for men. They are all about finding the right clothes for you. Bombfell is an answer for men who just want better clothes. You want better clothes? Bombfell. I'm telling you right now. Uh, I hate shopping. I can't freaking stand it. My wife loves it. I hate it. So that's why I love Bombfell. They do all the work for me. Uh, Personalized stuff just for me and for you. After completing a simple questionnaire, you're matched one-on-one with a dedicated personal stylist, and they handpick every piece. Your stylist emails you with his or her selections, and after that, you have 48 hours to make any changes or even cancel the order altogether. You're in total control. There's no fees. When you sign up, you pay $0 because, I don't know, fees are lame. <laughs> and uh, you only pay for the clothes you keep. Bombfell is the only service that can make this claim. Uh, no subscription fee, no styling fee, none of that stuff. Uh, it's convenient, very straightforward, completely flexible. You can receive clothes every one, two, or three months. You can even pause or cancel at any time. Clothing is shipped straight to your door. No need to spend hours shopping in the store. Oh, that's so big for me. Anyway, I love it. The quiz was easy. Uh, getting information was easy. The clothes arrived right when they said they were going to. I put them on. They fit. They made me look better. My wife was impressed, which is really all that matters around this house. I'm telling you right now. She was like, whoa, what are you doing looking good? Uh, anyway, really great quality, really nice stuff. I love it. So we have a special offer for you, uh, offer for you listeners of the show for $25 off your first purchase. Go to bombfell.com slash wow. That's B-O-B, sorry, B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L.com slash wow. And uh, get $25 off your first purchase. Thanks to Bombfell for supporting the instance. So let's talk about possible wow 8.0. So uh, Gamescom was the no the, way. The, well, so hold on now. So Gamescom is where back in I don't remember the year 2015 was it, uh, 2016 whatever where they announced Legion. Legion got announced at Gamescom. They showed a teaser. It was uh, Gul'dan in the room there opening up the deal. And there's you know there's our old buddy uh, uh, Zippy Head, whatever his name is. I can't think of anyone's name. Uh, Are uh, you thinking about Illidan? Illidan is who I met. That's who I met. <laughs> okay. Um. And clearly you <laughs> were not prepared. I was not prepared with my name recall, but it was uh, it was there that they did it. So why not here? What's your argument as to why they wouldn't show 8.0 or talk? about? I think it? it's too early. Mm. I think they're going to be showing 7.3 mm. and uh, pushing 7.3. I mean, there is a possibility because they're funneling everyone to that reveal stream on, on Wednesday uh, 23rd. Um, there's an hour and 15 minutes uh in the schedule for that reveal stream Mm -hmm. and it seems like an hour and 15 minutes is a little bit long just for a um just for a a short Mm -hmm. i can't remember how long the reveal stream was for the bastion short Mm -hmm. so maybe it was just as long i can't remember if they had eichenwald revealed there the map um maybe they could spend that much time if they if they're gonna have the the short and the um the map detailed Mm -hmm. uh but there could also be some space to do other things i think the day they reveal 8 8.0 the next expansion for wow there's going to be at least an hour dedicated to it because they're going to be talking about they can't just you know, show you a trailer and then say nothing about it. They have to talk about features. They're they're going to be selling it. You know, even from a communications point of view, you have to, I think, uh, you have to start getting fans excited. And if you just 
show a trailer or even just hint at it. I mean, maybe it's always possible. I just think they would like to go super hard because what happens, you know, what happens if they tease it a little bit too much, like reveal what it's going to be about? I haven't read any of the uh, spoilers, as you mentioned, but let's say Jaina is the next bad guy okay. uh, and they tease Jaina is the next bad guy. It's going to be in that setting. And that's what happened. People get excited. Of course, they get some press coverage. But then when they want to talk about it again, a lot of people are going to go, oh, well, we know what it is. It's like Jaina is the next bad guy, even if they give more information. Mm. Um, so I don't think they would do that. Could be wrong. Mm. Um, no, you, you could. I think you're probably right. The difference here, too, is that in the Warlords days, uh, we were we were at the long end tail of a very um, criticized expansion for not having a, a lot of content on the back end of it. So to do something as early as BlizzCon in the con- or, uh, sorry of Gamescom in the context of that year made sense because you were already kind of ringing dry on the game. You were kind of done with Warlords at that point, and there was a big swath of time before you were going to have anything new. And that was one of the things people criticized about that game. Well, Legion has been different. Like, here we are at Gamescom, presumably right around the time that we're going to get a new expansion uh, announcement at BlizzCon, and they're still releasing content. Like, 7.30 is not even out before BlizzCon, or uh, Gamescom, I keep saying that, mixing up the two. But, but they're, 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 they're not in a position where they need to feel forced to push 8.0 because 7.3 right. is still a big deal. So I, I think you're probably right. Um, I know a lot of people just really want to know you know what's what's going on but also since you've kept yourself you know kind of free of spoilers and story bits and everything uh for you this 73 is kind of new game you know in a way so it's like you 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 really don't need the expansion yet none yeah. of us do 73 looks great i'm totally stoked for it but uh yeah what i what i'm really looking forward to the most is probably blizzcon because you know that's where they'll do it they have to it's time yeah, I think so. BlizzCon is, is a little bit more likely. Um, Bagheera in the chat room is, is mentioning that they announced the uh, expansion pack at Gamescom. Um, and he said last year, but it's two years ago. Mm. As you said, it was a very different situation. And I also think unless they're completely you know, misleading us and, and leading us to believe that they are talking about that they're going to be revealing a um, uh, something for... Overwatch and actually they're going to do the entire hour and 15 minutes to for the expansion that could potentially happen um but if it's if it's two things it's too short and also um the what you mentioned there there is a ton of content for wow uh, to get people excited now and if you reveal the entirety of the expansion before 7.3 is even out, it's possible for sure. And it might even get people back into WoW to play 7.3. Um, but I don't think it's very, is very likely because they still have a lot of fuel in their tank. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. There's stuff to do still. So we'll see. I don't, uh, I think that makes the WoW part of Gamescom inherently less exciting overall because you want these events to be these big hypey announcey events and stuff. And there's just no way they can do that across the board. So, uh, be prepared to be not blown away by anything other than seven three info and stuff on the, sh- the show floor about that. Well, we already we already know everything about seven three, so even that is not I don't think is not going to be a main uh, no feature. 
In fact, I guess what I'm saying is WoW will not be the number one Blizzard stage thing this year mm. by by any stretch. Uh, Heroes, however, will probably get maps, uh, map or maps and characters. Uh, they they have used this event to announce uh, stuff. Last year it was the StarCraft themed um, event and two new maps, Warhead Junction, Braxis Holdout, and uh, I'm trying to remember which characters they were, Zarya. Zarya and one other one. I can't remember who was that year. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, but those are those are usually good uh, good places for heroes fans to get excited. So I do expect those. Let's talk about Diablo for a second. Do you think there's any chance in hell that there's anything more than maybe here's the next class we're working on for this game, or do you think we're really maybe finally going to get some hint at Diablo Four or some other Diablo project or product or something? No, nah. <laughs> no, I mean, it, there's always a possibility. Uh, we have been known to have been wrong before. Rarely, uh, yeah. but it's happened. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, on the on the possible side, Diablo, Europe is the home of Diablo. You know, it, it's incredibly popular in Europe. And they announced uh, Diablo 3 at the worldwide invitational in paris a few years back um they announced starcraft 2 in korea which makes sense as well so there is an argument to be made that they would like to announce something for diablo in europe mm-hmm. um i don't think it's gonna be happening this year though mm. um, it, it's possible at blizzcon but if not it would be possible next year at gamescom if if it's next year I would be a little bit less, uh, a, a bit more likely to believe that something Diablo-esque would be announced. But okay. I don't know. This year, for some reason, I don't quite feel it. So a lot of people have been, a lot. there's been a lot of talk from some, well, I shouldn't, I don't want to say who because I'll get in trouble here. Uh, but there have been some people who've, who've, who've made. <laughs> their name rhyme with uh, Fritz Schmetzler. <laughs> Fritz Schmetzler. <laughs> no. Hey, no, it's Gamescom. Not. It's Germany. No, I understand. Um, the the name the name rhymes with, um, Schmark. Spurpen. Oh, yeah. all right, all right, interesting. And I, I I'll try to dig deep into our uh, <laughs> contact list to to try and figure out who that might be. And 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 I'm not. I, I'm, he hasn't said anything to me of concrete note except that there was kind of a sort of thing I just gathered from talking to him that seemed hinty. So maybe we'll get surprised. Here's the thing: I know you can't expect next week when you watch Gamescom. Two things: one, Terpster will likely be on stage doing Blizzard things. Very excited for him and that he did that last year. He'll do it again this year. Uh, at least that's what we think. None of the, I don't know if that's been. Oh no, his Twitter account confirmed it. He'll be there. He's doing stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he said, yeah. So, yeah. So that'll happen. Second thing I can confirm is uh, this is right before my anniversary trip, so this is perfect timing. Uh, Patrick and I are going to do some sort of live coveragey thing uh, that Wednesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. We'll do it live. We're doing it live. We'll do it live. That's right. F it. We're doing it live and. Um, we like we do with our E3 coverage and that kind of stuff. So we'll do that this year. Uh, likely uh, after that, we'll do some sort of uh, summation for uh, Patrick Show Pixels, and then we'll put it out for the world to hear it. So yeah, uh, yeah. we'll we'll be right there with Terpster in 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 spirit, I suppose, uh, covering whatever the hell he does. 
It'll be fun. Excellent. Yeah, I'm looking and, forward and, to it. And maybe let's invite uh, Fritz Schmetzler as well. Yeah, Fritz, Fritz Schmetzler is a good guy. Uh, Live from Germany. <laughs> Can't wait. Actually, they're going to... So this is all going to get streamed, obviously, but are they going to do... I mean, is it all German? I don't know what I don't. I forget how they. No, do no, this. no. It's okay. it's gonna be English. Right. It's gonna be English. For for the for the live stream, it's gonna be English. Okay, I can never remember. They what have they on do. stage German language stuff, but um, yeah, for the live stream, it will be English. Well, if y'all uh, out there listening to us um, have your own predictions that you'd like to send into the show, you can send them to the instance at gmail.com. We would love to know what you think is going to happen. Before we go, though, I'd like to read an email from Chris Nicole. Uh, his character is Brite from Airy Peak. He says this, uh, you've been talking about, sorry, what will happen to our artifact weapons at the end of this expansion? That is indeed true. We have talked about that. I kind of think it would be cool if during the last fight, whether it's Sargeras or whoever it is, that they are so powerful that they broke our artifact weapons Gandalf style. Uh, so they shatter our weapons, right? I know we worked super hard to level them up, etc. So after they get destroyed, there could be an intermission uh, of of sorts where one of all, or sorry, one or all of the mages collect the shards to reform your weapon. Maybe Cadgar the Shit Wizard could do this uh, before it loses all of its magical powers. This could also unlock a cool shattered appearance. Uh, then uh, they could give some speech about how they have reformed our artifact weapons, but they don't know how long the magic will hold. After the weapons are shattered, we can use new temporary weapons like the Kael'thas fight to defeat the final boss. And after we beat them, there is a quest where Cadgar or someone... <laughs> I love that Cadgar is just everywhere. Uh, explains that they have gathered the shards of our artifact weapons and use a mind meld to reforge them, but it is a temporary hold. Then at the end of this expansion, they would phase them out and they would become a simple heirloom. It's not a bad mm. idea. It's kind of along the lines where I think they're going to go, actually. It sort of fits my theory. I don't think we're carrying them over. I think that something's going to happen to them because that's good story point. That's good plot stuff. Uh, it's a good way to reset things and, and have it fit within the world and not just seem dumb. Um, I, I, think, I think Chris is probably on to roughly what they're going to pull off here. So we'll see. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, there there's definitely a lot of theories about one of the best ways to get rid of the artifacts because obviously one of the avenues would be to get rid of them because they're we talked about it they can't become infinitely powerful all the time right um and more powerful and they would need to be for the next expansion arguably um one of the avenues is obviously to make them break um in the last fight yeah but um but it can't be just for raiders right this has to be for the player base as a whole so it's got to be some world thing or some quest thing or some scenario because no, if, it could be it could whatever happens in the raid is always what's happened for the entire you know player base you are haven't you ever noticed that you're always the hero that actually defeated all of the red bosses raid bosses from like it's always you and yeah. every, it's everyone yeah even so, if you never participated in taking down exactly uh, kt or somebody you still you're still responsible. I understand that, but if you, I think Blizzard wants you're us still, to experience you're still, it. And everyone's like, "Hey, so you were so cool when you slow slew the Lich King," and you know the people who didn't are like, 
trying to shut up and not make it seem like they're not the ones who did it. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. It, no, it no, you, awesome. you actually like, brought up the perfect... Ice cream citadel, right? <laughs> ice crown, crown, right? Crown, that crown, place. sure, crown. Oh, that was scary. Yeah, really scary. But you, but you just described it. When they did that and the Lich King was taken down, it may have been Cadgard in this. I don't know who did it, but the mages set up a replay in the middle of town. If you remember this, you'd go into Dalaran, you'd go into that little uh, citadel thing, and you'd click on the statue... And it would replay the the events of the the death of the, the Lich King, you know. yeah, the cinematic and all that stuff. That was clearly for everyone who didn't raid. So yeah, I'm just saying if if they are going to take this weapon that's been a part of your life in this expansion with or without raiding and destroy it, lose it, have it change, whatever, they're going to have to do something that's more not just for raiders to see. So it's either something like that where they go watch a replay of the cinematic. Yeah, of course. They can I think they do that for pretty much every end of expansion, don't they? Do There's they? always a way to watch the um well, YouTube the cinematic. I only know about that. Well, yeah, yes you do. <laughs> <laughs> but like in game like, you know, where it feels like it's part of the world, I don't I don't know that they do that with everything. They don't I think th- they did. Did they? I don't know. I always, you know, go and kill the last boss anyways. So yeah, I, I do too because I want to see I don't it. Need- I want to see at least at least in you know LFR or something, but like the the death of uh, Deathwing, I don't think I could see that anywhere except for the raid, as far as I know. But that was also the I first. So, but maybe I missed it. That was also the first um, introduction of LFR, so maybe that's where people, you know, that's what they wanted people to do. Is that's that'd be their new way to see it or something? But I don't know. Uh, I think Chris has a good point though. Chris, thank you for your email. The instance at gmail dot com. Uh, so quick reminder next Wednesday Patrick and I Gamescom coverage we will uh, have it live pay attention to our Twitter accounts not Patrick and Scott Johnson we will let you know when where all that stuff it will likely be right here at frogpants.tv and of course your fine podcast uh, sometime after that called pixels which I will sit in on and do as well Uh, and then I'll go out of town for my anniversary so that'll be good Uh, Patrick anything else you'd like to mention talk about pimp pimp away um well, I already pimped Overwatchers, so go check that out if you enjoy Overwatch. Uh, it's an excellent podcast that I do with uh, Chan Man V. Uh, it's called Overwatchers, once again. And aside from that, not Patrick on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, go check that out. Uh, Frenchspin.com is your website. Lots of great shows over there. Yep. If you are uh, interested in the current political goings-on and, and uh, climate happening worldwide, <laughs> uh, that is a great show to listen to where lots of sides of issues get to talk in very reasonable humanitarian ways Mm -hmm. yeah let's let's keep it you know low on the lots of sides thing for for, uh right now it's not my my favorite way to approach things no but but you know it's always a nice breath of fresh air despite you know patrick has his leanings but he's always willing to have people on that show who uh either have differing opinions or have a point of view they'd like to share like it's a it is unique in that way we'll see how the next one goes it's going to be an interesting (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a little rough, maybe. But anyway, it's good stuff. So check out that. That's called the Phileas Club. And again, Frenchspin.com. Uh, for everything else, frogpants.com. You'll find all kinds of other shows and other rad stuff going on. Uh, I wish there was. Oh, I'm doing a new gaming stream every day, Monday through Thursday at uh, 5 p.m. Or sorry, 4 p.m. Mountain Time. Goes about 90 minutes every single day. Uh, lots of indie games. Occasionally, things everyone's playing, like, you know, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds or something like that. But. Sometimes I'll let you guys vote. Sometimes it's just something I want to play. Right now I'm playing Mad Max and um, Path of Exile, which its latest patch is really good. If you like Diablo-like games and you need a break from Diablo, man, that game's got real good. 
Anyway, all those things and more, you can find that at frogpants.tv, and there's a schedule linked right there on the Twitch page. That's going to do it for us, for me, uh, for Patrick, and for, I guess we can say for Terpster, even though he's not freaking here, the big bum. Uh, he's He'll be there, though, next week. Very excited about what he's doing. Uh, we'll see you guys next week for a brand new episode. Oh, no, you won't, because I'll be out of town. It'll probably be the week after that. <laughs> Boy, this is the best exit, exit I've ever done on a show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you then. Bye, Patrick! Bye! Data mining discovery leads to loud lore lamentations. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. As raid teams press ever closer to finishing the Legion threat to Azeroth once and for all, attention has naturally turned to what comes next. Data miners have been very busy trying to pry out any tidbits of information from Blizzard's vault. Recently, they came up with a huge find, strong evidence that the next big bad will be a version of Jaina Proudmoore corrupted by the old gods. But while many were celebrating a chance for the Alliance story to move forward after what they saw as a horde bias in previous expansions, some fans were furious. Why? They claim that by making the chief villain female, Blizzard was, quote, caving into pressure from women's groups, unquote. In interviews with ODN, these players were adamant that Dark Thrones had in their minds an implicit No Girls Allowed sign engraved on them. When it was pointed out that WoW has a rich history of female villains such as Anixia and Vanessa Van Cleef, they countered that women should be satisfied with these lesser villain roles. To them, changing the gender of an expansion's ultimate boss was going against tradition and would somehow take away a role model for future male villains. A Blizzard representative scoffed at the accusation that it was pandering to outside groups. Great evil can manifest in either gender, he said. While not confirming Jaina's future role, the rep added, a female expansion boss would in no way doctor the essence of the Warcraft experience. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at FrogPants.com.